This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, February 23rd. Brought to you by Eggs Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. New port investments. Clarity coming on Prop 12. EPA pressed on pesticide moves. And EU takes on China. Biden administration announces $450 million for port investments. The Transportation Department announced this morning it's making $450 million in grant funds available this year to expand port capacity. Some of that money may go towards improving the ability of ag exporters to ship commodities to overseas buyers. That according to senior government officials. The deadline for applications for the grant money funded by the bipartisan infrastructure law and managed through the Transportation Department's Port Infrastructure Development Program is May 16, but winners won't be announced until the fall. Officials stress to reporters that the program is just as focused on improving conditions for U.S. exports as it is on facilitating imports of consumer goods. One ag sector representative in a meeting with Department of Transportation officials Wednesday says it's still unclear how helpful port investment plans are so far to exporters from U.S. farm commodities because ocean carriers continue to agree to send empty containers back to China instead of loading them with U.S. ag products for export. SCOTUS to discuss Prop 12 petition again on Friday. The Supreme Court has once again delayed its decision on whether to grant a petition seeking review of California's animal housing law, Proposition 12. The court did not issue a decision yesterday and rescheduled the matter for a conference this Friday. The National Pork Producers Council and American Farm Bureau Federation filed the petition in September. Friday's conference will be the fifth time the court has considered the petition, which contends that California's imposition of housing standards for breeding sows violates the Constitution. Proposition 12 makes it a criminal and civil violation to sell pork in California unless the pig it comes from was born to a sow that was housed with 24 square feet of space and in conditions that allow the sow to turn around freely without touching her enclosure, the petition says. Now take note, egg producers are also covered by Prop 12, but companies selling into, state, into the state switch to cage-free production to comply with the law. We'll have more. AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. GOP senators appealed to Regan on pesticides. Four farm state Republican senators are asking EPA Administrator Michael Regan to redirect EPA's Office of Pesticide Programs 
toward a regular, risk-based regulatory process that reflects real-world data provided by USDA and growers. Among the actions the senators are concerned about, the possibility of a ban on over-the-top uses of dicamba and endangered species evaluations of glyphosate, atrazine, and simazine that they say overstate the impacts to wildlife. The senators made their views known in a letter to Regan. Input prices for farmers are already skyrocketing. The last thing that farmers need is for EPA to willy-nilly pull the rug out of an essential crop pesticide, Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley told reporters Tuesday in a reference to Dicamba. Other senators signing the letter are fellow Republicans Joni Ernst of Iowa, Mike Braun of Indiana, and Roger Marshall of Kansas. EPA issued a report in December detailing widespread drift damage complaints in 2021. EPA Agriculture Advisor Rod Snyder said last week the agency wants to work with states on additional mitigations for the volatile herbicide, which already is subject to a host of application restrictions. Don't forget chlorpyrifos. The senators also asked Regan whether the agency would respond to grower objections to EPA's decision revoking food tolerances for the insecticide. The court papers, the agency said, would do so by next Monday when those revocations go into effect. You can read more about the chlorpyrifos situation in this week's AgriPulse newsletter. We'll also look at how the Biden administration is trying to address some farmers' concerns about participating in carbon markets and sustainability programs. EU starts new WTO challenge against China. The Biden administration's efforts to rally allies in challenging China's trade practices got a boost yesterday in Geneva when the European Union took the first step in launching a new challenge against China at the World Trade Organization. The EU requested dispute consultations at the WTO, alleging that China is failing to protect intellectual property rights of European businesses. IP protections were also at the heart of the U.S.-China trade war that began during the Trump administration, but the U.S. did not take its complaints to the WTO. Instead, the U.S. slapped Section 301 tariffs on Chinese goods, spurring Beijing to hit U.S. farm goods with retaliatory tariffs. Senate looks to fill out CFTC. The Senate Agriculture Committee is moving to provide some help to Rostin Benham, the chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. The committee is scheduled a confirmation hearing next week for four nominees, Christy Goldsmith-Romero, Kristen Johnson, Summer Christine Mersinger, and Caroline Farm. CFTC normally has five members, but currently has only two, and one of those is Don Stump, a former Senate Agriculture Committee aide whose term ends in April. She didn't seek a new five-year term. Confirmation of the four nominees would restore the commission to five members after Stump leaves. Iowa Governor gets prime speaking slot. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds has been selected to give the Republican response to President Biden's State of the Union message next Tuesday. Why it matters? Well, this is her tryout on the national stage. Reynolds is considering a possible running mate for Donald Trump should he run for president again in 2024. 
Here's today's They Said It. Meaningful federal investments in bio-based products create jobs, promote sustainable business practices, and improve our environment. That Senate Agriculture Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat, and Committee Member Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota in a letter to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. Federal agency purchases of bio-based products that are approved under USDA's bio-preferred have failed to increase despite significant product innovations, the senators write. They urged USDA and the Office of Management and Budget to educate procurement officers on the benefit of bio-preferred products and routinely measure the progress of the program. The senators are also asking the administration to speed the development of product codes for bio-based items. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, February 23rd. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.